0: hello
1: welcome back to the we don't want to grow up a podcast
0: <laughs> a podcast a podcast by stacy and pete stacy the peter <laughs> stacy and peter We're here. (laughs) We're silly. And let's go.
1: Let's review this past week as we do.
0: As we do. So it was an exciting few days this week when I randomly had the movie Shag on during the workday. Sometimes I'll play our movies in the background on mute. I recently have moved into Pete's office. I was
1: going to say we have to update the audience. You have moved. Into my office.
0: Yes. We're those weirdos that enjoy being around each other all the time. And so it's been nice. It's it's kind of fun. But I have to try to be quiet when he's on his calls. And he like angles his camera so people can't see me. But you
1: are, I mean, you him. are inches off of the camera. (laughs)
0: No. So it's like, I better not make a move. move. (laughs) Anyway, so I had shag on and I just took a little tiny eight second video from the movie and put it on TikTok, put it on Instagram and said, name this movie. I put a song, you know, playing over it because otherwise you would just hear Pete on his work call. (laughs) (laughs) And it blew up on TikTok Like viral for me, definitely. Like, I don't know what it's actually considered viral, but for me, it's the most views I've ever had. So the last time I checked, it was 580,000,
1: which actually hurt my feelings because it took the number one spot from me.
0: Yes. Laughing
1: at Dawson's Creek.
0: Yeah. Dawson's ugly cry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But this one did like, I remember seeing it that night and I feel like it was at 60,000 views. And a few minutes later, you were like. Oh, that video I posted today, it's at like 180,000, like it exploded. (laughs) It is
0: so wild to see when they do start blowing up like that. It's pretty, it it sounds silly, but it's just exciting to watch it grow. And then it's hard not to be like obsessive about it and want to keep going back and seeing how many it is, you know, but it's still even, I mean, that was like four days ago or something and it still keeps growing little by little.
1: Well, nice post.
0: But what was cool was it it didn't do as well on Instagram. I mean, but I tagged Scott Coffey, who plays Chip, and Annabeth Gish, who plays Pudge, that are in the clip that I shared. And Scott started following us. That's exciting, isn't it? It was so fun. Annabeth hasn't seen it. I think she's been busy because normally in the past, whenever I've tagged her in anything, she's always like commented or, you know, said something sweet. Yeah. When we cover Chag on our podcast, if you haven't listened to that episode, it came out about a year ago. It was in August last summer. What? Last year. A year ago? Yes. Wow. I know it was one that we covered when we kind of came back from our break.
1: Wow. It feels like it was yesterday.
0: I know. So when I shared about the podcast episode, she shared it in her stories. She commented. She was like responding to other people's comments on the post, like making a bunch of people's day. Yeah. Made my day for sure. It was just a really cool experience. It's just nice when you see people that don't have to pay attention to any of that. I mean, it's hard for me to pay attention when people comment on my posts. So I can't imagine like being a celebrity, probably getting tagged and stuff all the time, you know, to actually take the time and comment and share and all of that.
1: It was meaningful interactions.
0: Very cool. But uh, it was It was the most fun. (laughs) Also, I don't know if it had to do with the fact that that posted so well on TikTok or the fact that you changed our category on Apple Podcasts. But we reached number 11 in film reviews. It blew my mind. Yeah. I mean, the highest we had been was like 27. And that was a while ago. Yeah. In the U.S. Like we've done, (laughs) for some reason... We do well in places like Malaysia, Kuwait and, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, even like Australia, yeah. Japan, we've done well.
1: We're basically like in sync, right? Like we're we're big in Europe and <laughs> Asia. <laughs> we're just now taking just off. It just takes in the a US. little
0: while to yes. take off in the U.S. I crack it's,
1: this market. We're
0: like a 90s boy band.
1: So thank you to everyone who's been a listener and any new listeners. That might be joining us.
0: Actually, that's funny that you say that because I was going to ask you, because if you remember, I think that we commented maybe like a month or two in. When we first started this podcast, how excited we were that like we had been listened to in 16 countries or something. We thought that was so cool and so big, right. which it was at the time. Now it's in 129
1: 129 countries
0: or territories. And I was wondering if you thought that you could guess the top 10. Or, top 10 countries. Yes. Or maybe the top five if 10 is too much.
1: Yeah, because I don't know that I know 10 countries. <laughs>
0: You do that is funny. Well, okay. So what I can do? Hold on.
1: And she's springing this on me. I have not studied this at all.
0: I am because I didn't want you to cheat and go look.
1: <laughs> when I probably would have.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you want me to read like like ten through six? What those countries are, and then you guess the top, the top five. five. Okay. All right. So number ten is Mexico. All right. Number nine is India. All right. Number eight is Japan.
1: Yeah. Remember when we were number one in Japan? Uh, yes.
0: <laughs> very early on, too. Yeah. We were like, what?
1: We were very excited. We like, remember this cannot
0: be right. We're big in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> number seven, the Philippines. Okay. And number six, France.
1: Ooh, France was going to be in my top five. Okay. All
0: right. So now we've got five for you to choose.
1: All right. I think number one, of course, easy, USA.
0: Correct. Right. That's right. 93%. Yes. Right?
1: It is the majority of mm-hmm. the listens. Number two, Canada.
0: <laughs> it is Canada. Good
1: job. All right. Number three, the United Kingdom.
0: Correct. All right.
1: <laughs> Number four, this is going to be challenging. I'm going to say, well, can I ask about the region? Is it uh, like a Dutch country? I uh, know. Mm, where else have we gone big? Ireland.
0: Nope, we do have some listeners in Ireland, but no.
1: Yeah, Australia.
0: Correct. All
1: right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> good on you, mate.
0: You good? C- <laughs> 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 and number five. Number
1: five is. Am I going to be able to get this? I don't know. Give me the uh, continent it's on. No. <laughs> no. Mm. Is it one that's like super random or expected? Brazil. Uh, I feel like we've hit in Brazil a couple times. Um,
0: One of our favorite people in the world is from there. Not that we know personally, but we've met him. We have a picture with him.
1: Germany. Correct.
0: All right. Kloppo. <laughs> We're talking about old Jürgen Klopp.
1: Jürgen Klopp. Da, 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 da.
0: <laughs> He's Liverpool's manager, if you yes, didn't know.
1: Yes, he is. Well, that's cool.
0: Yes. Yeah. I thought so thought that would be a fun little.
1: Well, we were very excited about that news.
0: We were. It's almost top 10.
1: Almost.
0: Yes. And it's it's just exciting because the higher up you are in the charts, the more exposure you get and the easier it is to grow. So thank you for listening and thank thank you 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 for continuing to share about the podcast and following us, making sure you're following the podcast or subscribing, whatever it is on whatever platform so that you make sure that you get alerted every time a new episode comes out. That's right. All right.
1: Is it time for show and tell?
0: It is time. This week, we have Brooke. First of all, before she got into her list, she said, I think this is so cool. I'm a third grade teacher, and I actually try to incorporate 80s and 90s pop culture whenever I can. It's fun until we all realize that a lot of music videos I show them are of people who have, quote, fallen over the rainbow. They died. (laughs)
1: Oh my goodness! I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about I that. I know
0: that is sad.
1: I mean, that is fun though. That she's trying to incorporate, you know, some nostalgia in there. I
0: know, I love it.
1: So Brooke was born 1980.
0: Ah, her favorite 80s movie. She said, "I have many favorites, but St. Elmo's Fire stands out right now."
1: Favorite 80s song: "Enjoy the Silence" by Depeche Mode. She says they are my all-time favorite. When I finally got to see them though, I had a panic attack at the concert and had to leave. You. No. That's no fun.
0: I'm sorry, Brooke. Favorite 90s movie, she said definitely Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion.
1: Nice pick.
0: Hope you liked our episode about that.
1: Yes. <laughs> favorite 90s song, Hey Jealousy by Gin Blossom. <laughs> Got to see them in concert No panic attack this time
0: <laughs> Nice Favorite 80s or 90s TV shows Perfect Strangers
1: Facts of Life
0: Just the Ten of Us Blossom And then she put ah Joey 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 <laughs> Whoa. Whoa And above all Roseanne
1: Toy That she loved most as a child She has a Thumper plushie
0: Aw, Thumper
1: Yes, she's had it since the first time She went to Disneyland in 1987 Aww. And she loved all of her gem dolls
0: Love it Favorite book that she loved as a child or a teenager, Sweet Valley High. She said, I still read them.
1: Favorite place to go in the mall in the 80s, 90s, or early 2000s. I really appreciated Claire's and Afterthoughts. That's the first time I feel like we've heard about Afterthoughts. No?
0: I mean, I see people talk about Afterthoughts, but I'm not sure as far as like show and tell goes. Yeah.
1: But as a child, I loved Spencer's Gifts. It was so random. (laughs) There was so much stuff in Spencer's gift.
0: Oh, yeah. Something for everyone. Yes. (laughs) Just don't look over in that corner. No.
1: Stay away from (laughs) that corner. Everything else is a good time.
0: And then she added at the end, as a teenager in the 90s, a group of us called ourselves the Cheesy Clan. We would hang out at one of our friend's houses and sit in the back of her truck and sing, you've lost that love and feeling (laughs) at the top of our lungs. Do I wish I had partied more as a teen? Yeah, I think I'd have more stories, but I cherish my nerdy memories.
1: Yes. I love thinking of the books I read, the fun that I had, like, before I started partying.
0: And before you started worrying about being cool. Yeah. You know? I agree.
1: I could wear my fighter jet t-shirts and go to air shows and feel awesome.
0: (laughs) Well that's the best. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're with people that you feel like you can just totally be yourself with. Yeah. And have fun and laugh. Like that's the best feeling. Whether it's considered nerdy or not. I love it.
1: Well that was a very good show and tell, Brooke.
0: It was. Thank you, Brooke. Thank you. If you'd like to be featured in our show and tell segment, you can email us at we don't wanna grow up pod at gmail.com. Or
1: send us a DM on Instagram at We Don't Wanna Grow Up Pod.
0: You can find us on TikTok at We Don't Want to Grow Up.
1: We have a great Facebook group, The Cozy Club, fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up.
0: You can help support the podcast by becoming a member of our Patreon. You'll gain access to bonus episodes like our Pilots on Patreon series, where we discuss pilot episodes of nostalgic TV shows.
1: Dear Diary episodes that are a little too embarrassing for Stacy to read on our regular podcast.
0: <laughs> Just don't tell anyone what you hear on our Patreon.
1: It's a secret.
0: What happens on Patreon stays on Patreon. Uh, We also play games and share more lists of favorites. And this summer, we're having a very special summer reading series where we're reading a Babysitter's Club book that our patrons voted on. And you can join at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up.
1: And if you enjoy our podcast, make sure you're following us and subscribed on whatever platform you're listening on. So you never miss an episode.
0: And leaving some nice words and five stars is always nice, too.
1: It is. So let's get on with the show. What are we doing this week?
0: (laughs) So this week we are covering the fantasy comedy from 1987, Harry and the Hendersons.
1: This is all about a family's encounter with Bigfoot on their way home from a camping trip and what happens when they end up bringing him home with them.
0: We were actually just watching this casually a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And then we decided halfway through that it was too great not to cover it on the podcast.
1: We did. This is one that I really loved.
0: I had like good memories about it, Mm -hmm. but it had been so long since I had seen it. And so like as we were getting into it, I was just like, oh my God, I love Harry. We can't watch this and not talk about it.
1: It's funny to me, too, because Harry's face reminds me. Of my stepdad. I'm not sure if he's listening to this episode or not. He <laughs> listens sometimes. But even back then, I was just like, oh, that looks like my dad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: in it the went, best way. In
1: the in the best way. It's like the <laughs> smile and stuff like that. He's referred to as Baca now oh, as Chewbacca.
0: yeah, that's funny. Yeah. I didn't put the, well, you've never mentioned that Harry reminded you of him.
1: He probably looks nothing like him. It just like back in the day, it definitely made me think of him.
0: I can see it in the eyes a yeah. little bit. He also looks like Kenny Rogers. Yes. R.I.P. Yes. So the movie was directed and produced by William Deere.
1: Steven Spielberg served as an uncredited executive producer. And Rick Baker provided the makeup and the creature designs for Harry.
0: It's set in Seattle and partially inspired by the numerous claims of sightings of Bigfoot in the Pacific Northwest.
1: And I always was just wowed by Harry's special effects. Like they did such an incredible job for 1987.
0: They did. Like
1: Rick Baker nailed this one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, our cast, John Lithgow, one of my favorites as George Henderson.
0: He can do no wrong. Melinda Dillon as Nancy Henderson.
1: Margaret Langrick as Sarah Henderson.
0: Joshua Redoy as Ernie Henderson.
1: Kevin Peter Hall as Harry. He was the in-suit performer and he sadly passed away in 1991 just before his 36th birthday.
0: So sad. Yeah. We were reading up about his passing and it was just shocking. I it was I didn't know. Me either. You no. Know? He was in a lot of stuff. He was Predator.
1: He was Predator. He was Harry in this movie. He was Harry in the show. TV show as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, he actually passed during they were still doing the show. The TV so show. It, the actors oh, changed. Okay. Yeah. Also for Harry, there were some puppeteers working on the outside. So you had Rick Baker, Tom Hester, Tim Lawrence, and Fred Newman, who I know is one of the hosts of the all-new Mickey Mouse Club. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Next up, we have Lainey Kazan as Irene Moffat.
0: I love her. We have Don Amici as Dr. Wallace Wrightwood, and he passed away in 93.
1: Mm. David Suchet as Jacques Lefleur.
0: M. Emmett Walsh as George Henderson Sr.,
1: and William Antiveros as Sergeant Mancini.
0: Okay, so fun facts. The movie opened third behind Beverly Hills Cop 2 and The Untouchables and ended up grossing 50 million worldwide.
1: It also won an Oscar for best makeup. This was at the 60th Academy Awards. And as we mentioned, inspired a television spin-off of the same name that ran for 3 seasons from 91 to 93. I didn't realize it was on for so long.
0: I know. And in the UK, the film was originally released as Bigfoot and the Hendersons, (laughs) but the television series was Harry and the Hendersons.
1: So while he was in the costume, Kevin Peter Hall's height, which was already seven foot two, was increased to over eight feet tall. You can really tell this when he stands next to John Lithgow, who is six four and he dwarfs him.
0: Uh huh. So, the filmmakers decided to keep Harry a secret prior to the film's release. So, only glimpses of him were shown on all the publicity materials and the theatrical trailers. And this is why some say that the film was not more successful than it actually was, just due to it not selling the fact that a Bigfoot was the star of the film. Right. And this reminded me of Gremlins and how they didn't show Gizmo.
1: Yeah. And like you can understand, right, like probably how the conversations went when they were thinking about the marketing and it was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is Bigfoot. You know, we, we want to hide him just like the real Bigfoot. It's going to be just like that. You know, it's just like, ooh, is that a shadow that we see? And it's like they're playing all of that up. when yes. If people saw this eight foot essentially fully realized Bigfoot
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the commercials, I do agree it probably would have been bigger than it was.
0: And also if they had looked into his sweet oh, little eyes. Yeah. Oh. My One look goodness. at that face. Take all my money. Take it. But the same as like if you had shown Gizmo being so adorable, more people would have gone to see Gremlins because Gremlins right. just looked like it was a horror movie. Yeah. And it like took away all of the bright light, bright <laughs> light
1: Melinda Dillon is barefoot throughout the film. <laughs> aside from the camping trip and the big escape at the end.
0: Wonder if that was a personal choice.
1: I don't know. It's kind of like um Drew Barrymore just liked acting barefoot.
0: Oh, she did that in Scream. In Scream, she? yeah. Well, and she did that because she thought that would be more authentic. She was like, if I'm chilling at home making popcorn, I'm, I'm probably not wearing off. tennis shoes.
1: She just didn't like wearing shoes. <laughs> she was selling that.
0: So the drawing of Harry that appeared in the film was the original design of Harry that was done by Rick Baker. And I love this, too, because I read that Rick has said that Harry has been his favorite really, all of his creations. And if you look up his IMDb, and it is a very long list. It is. It's impressive.
1: I love that the drawing as well. Like, it's just like you can you just feel like that's what Bigfoot looks like.
0: Yeah. But with with some heart.
1: With some heart. Yes. (laughs) Oh, oh, we'll talk about it later. I was just getting emotional.
0: Oh, don't talk about it now.
1: M. Emmett Walsh, who plays John Lithgow's father in the movie, is only 10 years older than Lithgow in real life. So. That's
0: always so funny to hear.
1: But he does look like his father. Like, I know. You know, it's like, well, he does look like he's old enough to be his father.
0: Yes, they do. I feel like they look like they're related yeah. as well.
1: Other than the height, like his dad's so short.
0: Eh, it happens, though. It does. Our final fun fact. I couldn't find a whole lot of information here. Yeah. The final fun fact is that Richard Foley and Dana Middleton, who are the two news anchors that are listed in the credits, were real life anchors and talk show hosts at Seattle's KOMO TV. Oh, were they? Yeah. So they just kind of got to be in the movie.
1: That was probably fun for people in Seattle. Just like, oh, yeah, that's Dana and Rich.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Our old friends.
1: Are we ready for our favorite moments?
0: We are. I can't believe we're already here.
1: I know. We flew through it.
0: You want to go first? No. (laughs)
1: You go first.
0: Okay. My first favorite moment when they give Harry a bath, not in their pool because they don't have one, in the neighbor's pool. (laughs) And then, like, it's really gross. It It actually made me gag a little bit when they're, like, cleaning out the pool and it's just big clumps of hair humongous Ugh.
1: clumps of hair like i
0: don't even like when my cats leave hair around my house so <laughs> i can't imagine uh but then after when the whole family are like pampering harry they're brushing and blow drying him while he is watching the adams family on the telly and you hear that familiar theme song that just brings joy to your heart yeah. and it's just such a cute scene and i love it I could watch that scene over and over.
1: He is definitely living his best life. Yes. And you can see it on his face.
0: Yes, he's so happy.
1: All right, my first favorite. When Harry and George, they finally find each other in the city again after they've been apart for so long. And Harry's like doing his yell to him because he's up in the garbage truck. Uh. (laughs) Harry, are you hurt? Where are you? And they see each other and the look on Harry's face. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I'm going to cry. It's so, so sweet.
0: It is. Okay. My second favorite moment. When Harry brings Sarah the flowers from the neighbor's garden to make it up to her for eating her carnations. She was so upset with him before. And you can see in her eyes, like she forgives him and it warms her heart.
1: They finally have a moment together, right? They do. She'd been very against him. This whole time. She's yes. always upset with him.
0: She had a wall up. Yes. She did not want to let him in. She finally lets him in. What I love is that he goes to like touch the side of her face all sweet and he just knocks her over
1: you <laughs> <laughs> You see her feet fly up in the air.
0: <laughs> but he means well.
1: He did. He did it very sweetly.
0: <laughs> he just doesn't know his own strength.
1: He doesn't. Number two on my list, Harry's there in his recliner. He's watching TV, some movie with Ronald Reagan and like a monkey. But Harry's laugh. While he's watching that, it is so funny (laughs) to hear him laugh and to see how much fun he's having with that. He's got his new buddy on screen, that monkey, and he's like copying him by throwing the blue cheese dip against the wall just because the monkey threw, you know, some dip or something like that. Do people use blue cheese as like a chip dip?
0: Oh, I don't know if they do. I never have.
1: I never have either. I use it as
0: like a veggie dip.
1: Yeah, but not chips.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. Caught the eye.
0: Well, he's not a person.
1: It's true. (laughs) No, they brought it to him as chip dip, though.
0: Maybe that was a thing in the 80s. That's what I was thinking. My third favorite just the sweet goodbyes Hmm. at the end of the movie. I never got a chance to thank you. you'll ever know how much you've meant to us it was just it was nice because for a while there i was ugly crying and we'll talk about why yeah i mean i was ugly crying through the through the sweet goodbyes too i think (laughs) once i started crying i just didn't stop for the rest of the movie but it's like you don't want him to go but then when you see his family just kind of magically appear out of the woods and follow him.
1: Yeah, they were there the whole time.
0: Yes. And right? you didn't know. Yeah. It gives me chills. It does. So then you know like he's going to be okay. He's with his family and that's right. what makes it all okay. Because otherwise it's like, just come back with us.
1: Yeah, because you thought he was all by himself. Right. Yeah. It's well, a good moment. All right. Number three on my list. This is the moment you were just hinting at. It's when George... Has to get Harry to go away. Ugh. And to get him to go away, he has to yell at him. He has to be mean to him. And he slaps him in the face.
0: It's the worst.
1: The look on Harry's face when George slaps him, like he is so betrayed and hurt. Ugh. And he keeps, after that, he keeps touching the side of his face whenever he sees George.
0: Because he remembers. Because
1: he remembers. That's where he slapped him. Oh, it gets me.
0: I'm crying right now. I can't deal with it.
1: It always slaps me right in the feels.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I blocked that stuff out.
1: I remembered that. I can remember that look on Harry's face, like that sad look from the first time I saw it. I was just like, oh, no, don't slap him.
0: <sighs> I was talking to the other Stacy, who's yes. been featured on our podcast before, but we were talking about Harry and the Hendersons, and she was saying that she had it in her mind that she hated that movie. yeah. Like, Thought it was just the worst thing. Did not ever want to watch it again. And then she rewatched it again as an adult and realized that it was probably just that it, <laughs> it made, made her, sad. her so sad that that was just like <laughs> her way of coping with it. it oh my like, gosh! This is the worst movie ever. I'm never watching this again.
1: Well, it's hard for people, me included, to deal with. You know, somebody being like mean to like an animal.
0: Yeah, that's what it feels like.
1: I can remember this other movie. I don't know the name of it, but it's where people taught dolphins how to talk. And the dolphins would like actively have conversations with them. But towards the end of the movie, there's some bad guys that are after these dolphins. And so to get the dolphins to go away, they've got to yell at them. They've got to be mean to them. Ugh. And the dolphins are like, no, don't, don't tell me
0: don't need me.
1: Like it was heart. What is heart movie? I, I can't remember, <laughs> but it was heart wrenching. It was heart wrenching. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> okay. And my HMs The first one is I love how Harry's head always makes a big bump in the roof of every single vehicle he gets into. Yeah. It's just so funny. I I love that it's consistent throughout the whole movie. And they always make a point to show the little roof of the car. Yeah. Popping out.
1: Like they don't focus on it. It's like Harry gets into the car and like other stuff is happening. And then you just see like. (laughs) All right. My first HM. All of the food that they go and buy to try to lure Harry. Into the car. I can remember it looked so delicious back in the day. (laughs) And when we watched it again, I wanted a cheeseburger real bad (laughs) after seeing that section. They got fries, they got cheeseburgers, they got like chicken sandwiches, and they've got like 30 of them. Oh, Oh, all random. It's just
0: like jealousy that you can't just eat all of that food at one time. I know. (laughs) This was just a very small moment, but when the doctor comes and finally meets Harry. He lets out this,
1: <laughs>
0: and it's just so cheesy. It is but cheesy, it. but
1: like childlike, right? Where mm-hmm. this guy has been searching for Bigfoot his entire life, and people tell me he's crazy, you know, all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. I just thought it was an interesting choice, Yeah, but it, it was an 80s movie.
1: That's true. <laughs> My next HM, how shocked Harry is, and the sound and the look on his face. When they open that closet door that they had stuffed all of the animals that George had killed into. And like it just keeps falling and Harry is like, oh, oh." he's so upset. So the only way they can calm him down is they go into the backyard and they bury them all with him. Yes, And that makes him feel better.
0: Yes. They were all like the heads like that had been mounted. Right. It sounded like. Just, just dead just animals, dead right? Animals yes. That's whatever that the
1: stuffed animals, essentially, right? And whenever they're mounted and yeah. Anyways,
0: yes. My last moment is when the bad guy—I can't think of his
1: name—Lefleur.
0: Lefleur picks up the dog and throws it, which is awful, right? But the way that they shoot that thing, <laughs> the the dog is like flying in slow motion <laughs> across, and it flies through the air, and then Harry catches it. Yeah. It's just so, so 80s cheese, (laughs) but awesome. It's like we actually considered, would this movie be, you know, because we have been watching movies to go in our awesomely bad episodes. We're like, would this movie be one of those movies? But we decided ultimately, no, this is not an awesomely bad movie. It's just a great 80s movie. It is. It's not bad, though.
1: I'm glad we pivoted.
0: Me too. I felt like it would be a disservice. It's just this movie is just too there's sweet. too much heart. Yeah.
1: Okay. My final HM. This is a small one, but when LaFleur gets in a nut shot on Harry, that <laughs> just is so hilarious. Because slow motion, slow too. motion. Because Harry's just like, oh.
0: <laughs> well, because like at first you don't know if he's going to really be affected by it. Yeah, and then it's.
1: Sames. Uh, Yeah.
0: (laughs) And it's like over the top how he reacts. I mean, I can't say it was over the top because I don't know how that feels.
1: You don't know that pain. That's true. (laughs) That's all we got.
0: Wow. That was a very short and sweet tribute to Harry and the Hendersons. It was. But it's a great little movie. And Harry is just a treasure. Absolutely. So if you haven't seen this movie, if you haven't seen it in a while, I highly recommend Going and watching. If you're a sensitive soul like we are, you might cry a little bit.
1: Bring your tissues.
0: But it all comes back around. It's all going to be okay.
1: It's worth it. (laughs) So this movie came out in 1987. You put together the list of the top 10 songs off of the top 40 list for the first week of August, 1987.
0: Yes, I figure that's probably around when this episode will come out. Yes. Forgive me if I'm off by a week or two.
1: It's going to be close enough.
0: Yes. I found this list from top40weekly.com, by the way.
1: Are we going bottom up?
0: Yeah, 10 to one.
1: All right. Number 10 from Robbie Neville. What's it to you?
0: Number
1: nine from heart alone Number eight from the Jets. Cross my broken heart.
0: Number seven from Madonna, who's that girl?
1: Number six from Gloria Stefan and Miami Sound Machine. Rhythm is gonna get ya.
0: Number five from Suzanne Vega, Luca. My name is Luca. I live on the second floor.
1: I live upstairs from you. Yes, I think you've
0: seen me before.
1: Number four on the list from Tapau, Heart and Soul. I do, I do a little bit of
0: Number 3 on the list from Bob Seger, Shake Down. Shake down, break down, shake down everybody wants to do the crowd loud.
1: Shake down, shake down Number 2, George Michael's I Want Your Sex. I want your sex. I want love.
0: Yes. And let me tell you that in 1987, when I was seven, I remember vividly dancing around in our playroom singing, I want your sex and had no idea what I was talking about.
1: I wonder if your parents ever heard that. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I was in the playroom, so probably not.
1: <laughs> and number one on the list from you 2 I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Yes, it is a great band as well.
0: That's a good list. It is only a few that I am not quite as familiar with, I think. But I'm sure if I play it, I will know
1: We're like, oh, that's Luca. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, as always, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.